comics we are back again uh joining me is john seiler uh i'm a jellical cat without a jellical name john scott john how fucking dare you bring that movie into this cat this is a family-friendly show you goddamn i love cats by the way that movie, that movie is so bad it's okay, so here, good here's the thing i feel like that'd be a really fun like midnight oh for sure that oh, looks like it's the next sort of like The Room or Rocky uh, Horror, Rocky Horror, something Except like that. Except that it cost them one hundred and fifty million dollars to make or something. Yeah, and also it bombed hard. Yeah, it's me. A Rocky Horror bombed hard, and it's like made like four hundred million dollars. Oh, I'd say the same for yeah. The Room. It's, it's sweeping, just because it's like, oh, it's cheap. I'll go see and make fun of a movie while Tommy Wiseau rolls in money. Yeah, but yeah, he made like Tommy Wiseau made his movie for nothing, like. Yeah. Dude, he put money into that movie. Oh, like, Cat, Cats, was like, Cats was like a $90 million movie. Yeah, no, Cats is like one of the biggest flops of all time. <laughs> Cats will have a budget of 80 to $100 million. Its box office as of now is $61 million. That's actually, okay, that's I'm looking at I'm like box office mojo, and they have it at $95 million and worldwide at 60 Okay, It's not including all the money on advertising, which is usually almost double your budget. Yeah, $115 million was the budget on advertising. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they spent $200 million on this movie total. Yes. Yeah, but they didn't even, like, use cats for, like, Fancy Feast or, like, cat cat toys or cat whatever. No. Cat dildos. Anyway, welcome to the comic show. We're clearly talking about the movie Cats the whole time now. I'm I'm down to do a cats thing because I've never <laughs> seen it and I think it'd be interesting. I, I keep, I keep uh, you could lie to me and I wouldn't if you, know. Uh, if you if you if, like if if you if you guys like when it comes out on DVD like want to do like a like a uh like Simon Watch let's, yeah or not even a Simon Watch but like just like watch it watch it and then like do like a talk about afterwards. Oh, I'm in. Mm, that's I, that fine with me. Like Here's the thing. Scary speaking, fun. Speaking of musicals, I've been trying. Me and Hunter were joking about this. We were like, we should watch the Spider-Man musical for the Phantom Zone podcast one day. Uh, Into the Dark? Do they have like a? Do they no, have that I don't, video uh, I don't think, No, I don't 2.0, think so. the whole show. No, 2.0, the whole Wait, show. What? Someone filmed it on YouTube. Oh, oh fuck wow! Yes. Fuck is that yes. the is it the show where somebody broke their neck? No, I, it's I it's wish. after I think Tamar got fired. I still can't believe someone thought that that was a good idea. Like, didn't uh, they see the Ninja Turtles one? Uh, I mean, that's a different thing. That's an arena show. This is a full blown musical. I think you'd be surprised on like how many like popular oh, okay. things get musicals. Uh, I mean, like there's an Evil Dead musical. Like, yeah, I have friends who saw that, but like that that that's a movie that there, there's like a but, big musical for like Legally Blonde for some reason. Here, but I see. Like I, I, I think those make sense because the, the, the music. Evil movies. Dead musical has good songs. This does not. This is also a nonsensical story, and I kind of do want to do like a movie special on it or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like, did somebody die? Because like the Edge 
so many people time. got injured. There's a great video, and I'm gonna put it up somewhere. Of, Here, of I got what, it. what went wrong? I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the chaotic uh, history of Spider-Man turn yeah. off the dark. But like, didn't somebody die at the Edge's house? Yeah, the producer. What? <laughs> yes. The producer what? died at the at the, the, right before they were about to sign the papers because yes. they went to go get a pen. Then the producer had a heart attack and died, leaving the other producer in charge who had no experience. Oh, dude. Yeah, so yeah, they went to the Edge, if you don't know who that is, it's the guitarist from YouTube, and they went to his house, and he, he, the Edge left to get a pen, and the guy was dead before he could get back. What? <laughs> and this was all before they started building sets, they started having people die in the stands, and from swinging around, this is before everything. Good. I'm, I'm just watching, like, the Tony Awards clips, and I... I'm just surprised this ma- was made, you know? This pro- they promoted this on David Letterman with a performance from the Green Goblin. You know like, what's bad is that, like, it looks like that Green Goblin mask is better than the movie version. Uh, did you see the Craven mask? <laughs> why, would you need a, Craven? why would you need a mask for Craven? Because someone made a cardboard head cutout of Craven. I'm mad. He's, a, he's just a guy. There's the Kingpin. They made him real. Why doesn't he get a no, mask? No, no, no. I'm going to find this photo, damn it. Because <laughs> now y'all need to know. Uh, I think this Green Goblin mask looks awful. Oh, hands um, down. It like, looks way worse than the movie. Than the, it looks more comic accurate than the movie. But it looks awful. Like Oh, yeah. It's like comparing, like... I, don't even know. I know. Uh, I know what you mean. Dog shit the horse shit. <laughs> it's all shit. But yes, I kind of do want to do one of these in for Phantom Zone, and Connor and Lou or Arlen are probably listening to this be like, absolutely fucking. Oh, not. I'm one hundred percent in, dude. Like, fuck, so, I will, <laughs> I will do it. Have you guys ever seen the original Goblin Mask that we're gonna use? Yes. And then they did no. it looks, for the oh movie. Yeah, it looks amazing. I think they said it was like too expensive or something to like get it to actually work. Oh okay, wait. wow! You, you guys you know, have seen the Lighthouse, right? Uh, yes, I love the lighthouse. Okay, so picture that voice in the Green Goblin. That's the kind of Green Goblin I want Will the photo do now. One hundred. I just want like a uh, really uh, mentally and then, disturbed Willem. And then Spider Man. And then Spider Man fucks a mermaid. Uh, yeah, just exactly. so much cum. Just an unruly amount of cum. <laughs> is that is that the episode title? Yeah, oh, and just an unruly amount of cum. <laughs> Eric's gonna see this and he's gonna be like, I'm so proud of all of you. I think my favorite, I think Unruly is my favorite (laughs) descriptor. Yeah, it's so good. Um, We like haven't even gone on track to get off track. (laughs) (laughs) We started off on the perfect track. Uh, (laughs) So I know there's like a million little news stories in here. I want to like, I'm kind of cool with with the track we're going on. (laughs) Yeah. um, there's not really anything really big that came out like over the last two weeks news wise there's a morbius trailer there's a couple of comics that got announced there's like a Uh, ton of marvel books that got announced yeah i'm looking at like giant size stuff like that yeah and there's like a was it x factor is coming back which i think we had already known (laughs) but they said the team power packs coming back um, and they're doing Champions Outlawed, and all I could think of is, uh, didn't DC do this with Red Hood, like, a decade ago? Yeah, probably. Um, so can I go, can we go down, like, the, uh, the announcements for some yeah. of these books? Uh, so, uh, to start off, there's, like, a, uh, Christopher Hastings, who did, uh, Unbelievable Gwenpool, uh, along with, uh, artist Scott Koblish, is doing a new, uh, series called How to Read Marvel Comics, or How to Read Comics the Marvel Way. And it's 
like the breakdown of it kind of seems like it's it's what if Spider-Man was you know, like the the character from Understanding Comics and he's explaining how comics are made in the Marvel way. Like, are you guys familiar with like Understanding Comics? Uh, no, I'm not. I know the Marvel really. method, which is just draw pictures and fill in words. Um, so Scott McCloud uh, is like a pretty big, important uh, comic creator, and <clears throat> he had, he did like a series of books uh, um, called like like Understanding Comics, um, making comics, reinventing comics, and they're all like scholarly takes on how to make comics, read comics, like paneling characters, like all this other different stuff. And so basically they're just like, what if we took that and instead of making Scott McCloud the main character, we make Spider-Man the main character and Spider-Man explaining how paneling works. Which uh it's it's funny because like also if you read Gwenpool and like how how that book plays with panels and, and stuff, like if 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 Marvel was going to ever do like a book that like I assume sells like seven thousand copies, like like this is probably going to be like one of the best like seven thousand selling copy books out there. Like I don't think I don't know who this book is for except for me because I think this book it sounds super interesting. But you know, uh, I think that's a pretty cool team for like a pretty cool book. It's an interesting idea, but like I guess like I kind of get what they are going for, but like. No, is there like a huge wave of scholarly Marvel readers? Yeah, I I have no idea. Like, and I would consider myself kind of scholarly, and I would definitely like I'm interested in this, but like I don't know, I don't know. Like, I guess this could find an audience, but like I feel like it's so niche. Yeah, that's why they got put Spider Man in it. Yeah, surprise Deadpool isn't in it. Yeah, uh, uh, so giant size X Men. Nightcrawler number one is going to be a one shot by Jonathan Hickman and uh, art uh, by Alan Davis. Uh, Alan Davis, super uh, important X Men creator, did a, a huge uh, handful of Excalibur comics. Uh, and they're just basically going to tell like a one shot story with uh, Nightcrawler. So, yeah, it looks like based on who's in the background, it's that's Hope and that's Warpath. It's uh, Phoenix uh, or uh, Rachel. Rachel Summers. Yeah. And, oh, and Rachel, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name now because she's also in the. Um, she has the a X Factor book. I think they just announced. Yeah, Rachel has like a new name that like it's not good. I just call her Rachel Summers. Uh oh, where I have it in one of these things where it has the team. Uh, Prestige. Yeah, it's like it's a no, it's a nothing name. Yeah, because it's the new X Factor team to just kind of rose North Star, Polar. It's led by North Star. Then it's Polaris, Prestige, Dakin, Prodigy, and iBoy. Who I don't know Prodigy and iBoy. I guess they're new characters. Um, Prodigy was like a new X Men character uh, in the early, early, like the early 2010s, and that was like the book that had like Surge and Wither, and it was basically like he was introduced when they had like the Xavier School that the was Morrison like Harry run, Potter. Right? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. post that, where, like, they did, oh, like, okay. X, X Academy, and they had the four houses, and it was basically Harry Potter, and then... Oh, okay, yeah, I did and, not read that. And then M-Day happened, and half the team died. Um, Prodigy is from, like, that era of X-Men. Uh, his whole thing is, is, like, he's just super smart, and he has, like, the, like, any information he takes in, he just keeps. So he's, uh, like, Mr. Terrific Mutant? 
Yeah, uh, and then he got depowered, uh, and then he was a part of the Young X-Men, the Kieran Gillen uh, Young X-Men run with, like, Young Loki and um, Miss America and Kate Bishop, and he ended up getting his powers back in some way. Uh, but then iBoy is a character from Jason Aaron's Wolverine the X-Men book, and he's just a boy with a bunch of eyeballs. Yeah, it's an interesting team. Like, I've been wondering, like, how are they going to deal with, like, some of those weird characters like Dakin? Like, yeah, Dokken Dokken is definitely like uh the, no pun intended the X factor of this team where it's like at, like you know it's like Polaris is the long term X factor character you know Rachel long time X Men character Northstar kind of also fits in here in some ways like you got like the two younger students of different generations and then you have Dokken who's the yeah. murderous son of Wolverine yeah uh, who's yeah, like a really goofy shitty character in many ways. <laughs> Yeah, well, and uh, it'd be, like, the one thing I kind of hope that Leah Williams also brings up within his book is, you know, Northstar being a, you know, a gay mutant, and then Dokken being a bi-mutant, and... Is it, is it North... Well, is he still married, Northstar? Yeah, Northstar is, to my knowledge, still married. Yeah, because he's um, been married for, like, years now, because that was, like, a big fucking deal when it happened. Like, they made yeah. it a big deal, as opposed to just having it happen. Um, I think Prodigy, if I remember right, is by. I know Dokken is definitely by. Uh, Rachel should totally be by, <laughs> because like her and her and Kitty, it's like either her and Kitty or it's her and um, Ileana, and like that's those are like the two ships that everyone has with those characters. Um, so and and Leah Williams has done like a really good job of writing romance within the X books, like she. Also wrote that um, horny ex cops book during the summer. Oh, with I remember Blob that Cyc- with Blob and Dude, um, this first issue is forty eight pages of X Factor. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow, oh. this book is going to be like eight dollars. <laughs> I was going to say this book's going to be like ten books. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Leah Williams, I think is super underrated. Uh, and David Baldion, uh, I it's funny because like I'm looking at this preview art. And I definitely read this artist, and I do really like their art. So I like the character designs. I guess I never noticed that North Star's got like elf ears. Or I never oh. clocked that before. I never noticed that either. Is that been like? Is that always a thing? Uh, maybe. But I, I to be honest, like I've not read a whole lot of North Star comics. So you haven't been rocking. Was it? He was Alpha Flight, wasn't he, for a minute? Yeah, yeah. And it's fun because I really like Alpha Flight. But he's never been in any of the Alpha Flight books like I have read. Like I read all new Alpha Flight. Oh yeah, he's had twenty years for a long ass time. Huh. Uh so they also announced two Black Widow books. Uh one is a new ongoing from Oh my god. Where if, did I I had to uh I think I have it here. One is Ralph Macchio. Uh, uh by... not, not that Ralph Macchio, by the way. <laughs> yes. I yes. Uh, and then drawn by karate kid, the Karate Kid's Ralph Macchio writes a Black hey man, Widow dude, comic. You say that, but there's like so many people that are in comics writing now. Like, oh, I know. I'm just picturing like, Ralph yeah. Macchio on the Cobra Kai set, just writing down his little, uh, little write, like, writing down little comic stories. Because it's still it's, insane that what's his name, like Gerard Way, is like one of the biggest comic book writers of like the last ten years. It makes sense when you like it, if you listen if to you, the Black Parade. Well, if you like know about him and like 
that he like where he grew up and stuff because it's as weird as it is like i can't remember what i think it was like kevin smith had him on fat man and batman and like he would he used to go to their store like as a kid gerard way yeah like that was his local comic books um, I, I think the original one i think between um umbrella academy uh his young animal work um like Doom I would, troll. <clears throat> yeah. Like I, I would definitely say like he's probably like one of the um, bigger comics creators of the two thousands because I think he has like such big crossover appeal. Yep. Oh like, yeah. Like, I, I was able to wise. convince a friend who doesn't read comics to read Doom Patrol because Gerard Way wrote it, which yeah. is not like the best comic. For, I feel like for for a new for reader. Entry. No, well, and he's, he's that written. type of weird, you know, like he's into the yeah. weird esoteric he's, stuff. So I was he's like, you're enjoy baby this. Grant Morrison in many ways. Yeah. Like he took over X. Did he take over X Men and Doom Patrol <sighs> for Morrison? Wait, did did no way? Did he write X Men? Didn't um Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison? like no? Yeah, I think you're talking about Gerard. Didn't Gerard write X Men for a bit? No, Gerard Way did no. not write X Men. The only Marvel, he, the only Marvel work Gerard Way has done is he did a one shot where he created Penny Parker. Okay, oh, I thought shit. he did an X book at one point. Yeah, like, yeah, all right, well, so, and it's funny wait, because so it's, that means a spite uh, Gerard Way creation is in into the Spider Verse. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Yeah, like, well, and it's funny because Penny Parker in the in the in the uh, the Edge of Spider Verse book is basically like an Evangelion analog. Like to the you point that, like in her classroom, like Oscar Ray and oh, Shinji are in her classroom. Oh no way! Oh, really? Huh. Like Spider, like Spider looks like an Evangelion. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now. But then, like you know, then they did her in in the movie, and she's great in the movie. It's just like a very. It's like instead of just doing like this one singular anime interpretation, we're gonna make her like the overall interpretation of anime. I think it works better to like for the type of movie that is. It kind of fits yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the oh, one yeah. Black Widow book to go back to it. The Ralph Baccio. It's Black Widow, Widow Sting, and the other one is Widowmakers. Oh, like it's like a new yeah. ongoing Black Widow book from Kelly Thompson and uh, Elena Casagrande, uh, who has done oh. work on Catwoman. Yeah, the other the one I'm seeing it's the Widowmakers is Devin Grayson and Michelle Bendini. But that's uh, it's the other. It's not. Um, it's Red Guardian and Yelena Polonova. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because I got a movie coming out, and we yeah, got, it's like, literally like, the movie characters. Yeah. So we got. Ta- that's why there's a Taskmaster comic coming out too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a the second Black Widow and Red Guardian book. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I think I think the big one is the Kelly Thompson. Uh, Elena Casagrande, Black Widow. Because uh, I think, you know, it's like Kelly Thompson is one of the bigger Marvel writers going right now. Uh, she's also currently doing uh, Deadpool. And uh, Elena Casagrande worked on Catwoman. And this is like kind of centered as like, it's like, if you like Black Widow and you just saw the movie, this is the Black Widow book you buy. Not, yeah, I not guess like, this, I guess not this ties much. into the other one. Because it looks like they had the same characters, but like this is going to follow Natasha, and the other one's going to follow the other two. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if also uh, Red Red Widow shows up in this book because that oh was like because Red Widow was like a character they were kind of like trying to hope would be like a thing. The next, the next, like the the legacy character for Black Widow. 
And you were like, oh, like, why are they making a legacy character from Black Widow? And then they killed her in the movie. And you're like, oh, that's why they're creating a legacy character for Black Widow. Yeah, but she does already kind of have one in the Yelena character. Yeah, which is funny because Yelena is uh, a bad guy. Um, yeah, I think they, did they change which, her? Which, by the way, spo- like, that is not a spoiler for Black Widow. Like, I hope it's not. But in the comics, she's a part of the, the, the dark, uh, the, the dark Thunderbolts at one point. Yeah, she's a part of the dark Thunderbolts and the dark Avengers, isn't she? Uh, for like, a, she's a part of the Thunderbolts. She might have been part of the Avengers for like a hot minute, but like not. I just not remember that long. the panel where Lang is hiding his Ant Man in her cleavage, and she gets pissed and throws. Pick, she didn't know he was there, and like picks him up and like throws him. <laughs> Lang, that sounds that sounds like an Eric O'Grady thing. Was he, I can't remember which one it was. Which one was I, in the Thunderbolts? Uh, Eric O'Grady, the irredeemable Ant Man. Like get. Deciphering their costumes and how many people have been Ant Man and Giant Man is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, there was also uh, two new mini series that will be spanning out of Outlawed, which is going to be a mini event that Marvel's doing. Where, um, what like what is it like the like they don't want teen superheroes to be teen superheroes anymore, so the kids are rebelling. Yeah, it looks like it's Power Pack and New Warriors, right? Yeah, and the Power Pack book is going to be written by Ryan North, so that book's going to be like super good. Uh, Ryan North is the writer for Squirrel Girl and uh, Dinosaur Comics, so it's like if anyone's going to like, you know, it's like that guy's been handing out of the park for like kind of everything he writes. And Power Pack has always been kind of like a really fun idea that gets like a you know a one shot here, a miniseries there, cameo and uh, Runaways there. Uh, so I think Ryan North will have like a lot of fun with that. And then uh, Daniel Kibblesmith with uh, Luciano Vecchio will be doing uh, New Warriors. And it looks like it's got like the classic team of like Night Thrasher and Speedball. Firestar, Speedball, um, and Rage, who was like a 2000s era New Warriors character. Yeah, and he's then- not he's not Bane. No, well, like. yeah, well, it's funny because that's just basically his power, except for yeah. the drugs. Uh, Rage, basically, it's like the matter he gets, the bigger he gets. He's basically the Hulk. It's yeah, like he's what, Hulk, if he's Bane, what if Bane was the Hulk? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it looks like you have like five new characters who are um, all new characters for the book, and they all look pretty cool. Like it's they weird to see Speedball again, like as Speedball. Yeah, and not penance. Which, yeah. like, that was the most emo character of all time, but, like, the reveal at the end of, like, why the suit was actually, like, a good payoff. Uh, that's basically an Iron Maiden. Yeah, and he puts it on Nitro. Ugh, uh, God. Because Civil, Civil War was a mistake. <laughs> uh, it had good ideas. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I just... I, 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 Civil War too. I just remember reading New Warriors, the, um the reality show comic and it was super fun and that's where rage oh. comes from and that's where rage comes from and that yeah. book is just like <laughs> a lot of fun and, and then, then it like sets off the most grim event in like the comic yeah, and, then Mark, ever. and like mark millar is like oh hey like i need a scapegoat for my my super terrible comic oh like what am i gonna do i'm like oh let me go kill these kids and make speedball into like this king emo moro- this morose character it's just like Oh man, it was such a bummer. Uh, but yeah, the other thing that's coming out of Outlawed is a new champion series by 
Eval Ewing, who uh, did 12 issues of Ironheart and uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers artist uh, Simone DeMio. Uh, will be, yeah, basically doing a new uh, Champions book with uh, Miss Marvel, uh, Spider Man, and Nova as like the centered team. And then I assume, like, you know, it's like the other cover has like the power pack on it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Viv Vision shows up at some point. Um, and I mean, like, I think it's like, I think the teen books are always like really good at Marvel. Um, and it's like really nice to see a lot of them like interacting with one another. And it's like, unless they're like show up in, in a series, I feel like a lot of them just are set up on a shelf. So I think Champions is like really nice. I'm still like, kind of wake waiting at beta breath for a new young avengers series but uh a new champions could be really fun and like eve Ewing was doing like a pretty good job from i heard on ironheart yeah i don't know i'm just like i'm still having trouble jumping into the rest of marvel outside of x-men yet (sighs) yeah because there's just also um there's just like a lot of x-men so there's a lot uh, there's like seven books or something like that now and there's more coming uh well, and then, like, also, some of those books are ending, so from what yeah, it sounds like, like Fallen some, Angels is ending. From Good. what it sounds like, the same amount of books that launched the X-Men, the, the new Mar- like, uh, the new X-Men relaunch, like, in April will be the same amount of books. So there'll be, like, no more, no less. So they're so, trying to do the new 52? I, I don't I, know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like Runaways, is, like, I was gonna talk about, like, a little bit later, uh, you know, when we're talking about, like, books we've read. But, like, Runaways is still, like, fucking killing it. That book is so good. Um, and, like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, there's just, like, a problem where, like, there's like, too many Marvel books, and some of them, I feel like, are not getting, like, enough, uh, you know, it's, like, en- enough breathing room to kind of, like, survive. Because it's, like, I, you know, it's, like, I was joking with my comic book guy, where <laughs> there are five Iron Man 2020 book. Oh my god. Like, there's the <laughs> Iron Man 2020 miniseries, and then three to four other miniseries. It's like, who who cares enough about Iron Man 2020 to read four different books? Is the Carnage thing still going on, too? No. Thankfully not. Because that yeah. had, like, three or four books on its own as well. But, you know, it's like, at the same time, it's Carnage. It's like, okay, like, the people who breed Venom are gonna read a Carnage book, probably read spider-man it makes sense but it's like i don't know who cares about iron man 2020 you know or like that there's there's four black widow books i i it, it helps that there's a corporate synergy, out, corporate but synergy there's, you gotta get but it there's, somehow but it's like there's four books here there's four books there you know there's like the four Sp- star wars books there's the four conan the barbarian books uh it's just like once you start adding up all these different books that Marvel are doing, it's just like such saturation in the market where you're just like, you should read one ways, and they're just like, well, I'm also reading like these 15 other books. But yeah. Marvel is making me go broke. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Hassar is taking over X Men number eight, and I'm like very glad because uh, I like X Men. Uh, Linnell Francis Yu, I just do not think is the right fit for that book. I, like, I, I don't know. I think I he's like fine. the art on it. I'm like, because the last issue was like the daddy issue. <laughs> I don't remember how else. I love that issue though. Yeah. Where, like they go and they meet everybody. <laughs> it's fucking badass as all hell. I, 
what's his name is there? Because um, it's Cyclops and what's the? Uh, it's Magneto and Apocalypse. Yes, but Cyclops is running security with what's his name that can turn people to stone. Uh, the Kraken. Is that okay? Yeah, and like I just love like they're kind of snipping back and forth at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I like the art in that book. I hope it's not like I don't know. I like his face, like the way he draws faces. Yeah, like you know, Linnell versus you is like not bad because like he also did the art for uh, Secret Invasion. He did like the first arc of um, Tennessee Coast's Captain America. Like, I, like I feel like it's like he does like a lot of first arc work. Uh, and then he just immediately like dips out. Uh, it seems and- like a lot of his stuff at some points is like very time. Like it would be t- like taking a lot of time to draw because there's a yeah. lot of looks like a lot of pen. Like some of the panels are like a lot is going on in them. Yeah, it, like it, well, a big series that he was a part of. It's not so big anymore, but uh, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. Was like Ooh, I remember like, that book. Megaton, huge at one point, and that book that was like incredibly late because you know who wrote it, Mark Millar, and so, all those and all those Mark Millar books were like super late because I feel were like, like there was like almost like a year between issues at one point. Uh, there was a year between Ultimates issues. Oh Why God. is he still making books? Uh, because he's got to get those like fat stack Netflix money. Yeah, fair. Like, honestly, like, I think that's, like, the only reason he makes comics anymore. It's, like, he's, like, an idea factory now for TV shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I actually think this is a good way to transition into, like, or do you want to go over that other Marvel thing? And then... Uh, yeah, because I think this is really cool. So, um, there... So, Kurt Busiek, uh is going to be doing a Marvel Snapshots anthology series that's going to be launching in March. And... Uh, Mark Russell is tapped to do a Captain America one shot, and this is like Mark Russell's like first Marvel work, and I think that's really rad. And I'm like Mark Russell, like, based on like what it says that it's about, didn't sell me as much as the Cyclops one. Actually, sold me way harder. So the Cyclops one is written by Jay Edidin, who is the co-host of Jay Miles Explain the X Men. Which is like oh. a podcast, like I have like. Whoa! I just started before. listening to that. What? Yeah. So Jay, who's like a huge Cyclops fan, is writing a Cyclops-focused X-Men story for Marvel Comics, and I that's think that's like kind of dope. Yeah, it's that's like I- great, and I think like also like not to undersell like the Captain America <laughs> thing, but it's like Mark Russell, the writer of Prez. Uh, the writer of the Flintstones writing Captain America, like, like, I like, I'm just gonna give you my money. Oh, mm. and his story's gonna focus on the Mad Bomb. Like, yeah, that that's gonna be rad. Because like the Mad Bomb is like a, a is like an old Captain America story thing. I yeah, I don't even know what it is. Never even heard of it. Uh, it's a bomb. Cool. I figured. And, uh, it, it's the Mad Bomb, uh, when it activates, it, like, sends out, like, not an explosion, but, like, s- like, sonic waves that cause people to go insane. It's so, a literal Mad Bomb. Sick. Uh, the yeah. Cyclops one, the plot sounds really interesting of, like, looking at him as a kid, so. Oh, no, it's yeah. cool, so. 
yeah, like I, I think both of them sound pretty cool. Uh, um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say like the only like for me talk before we get into like some of this like non comic book stuff like the only thing I've really been reading that I've been actually caught up with is like the X Men stuff. But like there was kind of two bigger things that happened in those books. One was Xavier took off the helmet. So, oh, finally, is it Xavier? Yes, in number oh, okay. four, and then in Excalibur. Spoilers, spoilers! It came out like several weeks ago, I think. Um, the end of it. Rogue kills Apocalypse. Interesting choice. Um, She wakes up out of her coma and just grabs him and absorbs him, and it ends with him, like with her, like all Apocalypse. Okay, interesting. I'm like one issue behind, so I've got to figure that out. uh, Yeah, no, I don't care. So, also uh, in uh, Marauders, the seventh inner circle of the Hellfire Club show up. And that's the one that was introduced in uh, Jason Aaron's uh, Wolverine the X-Men run. And that's the one with, like, Cade Kilgore and Willa, uh, Williama K- Kensington. It's like, they're basically just all evil kids. Yeah, I was wondering, like, this has to be, like, a callback to something based on the way they're writing yeah. it. Uh, there, There's Dr. Maximilian Frankenstein, the descendant of Victor Frankenstein. Oh, really that actually awesome. reminds um, one other, the only DC book that I would totally want any, all of you guys to check out is there's a new question book. I believe it's a black. Oh yeah. Book. The Jeff Lemire book. Yes. I was asking, <laughs> it's I was really asking, good. I was asking my comic guy about it yesterday, if it was any good. And he's like, oh, I haven't read it yet. Oh, I really like it. It's the second issue came out. I think last week. Who's, uh, who's the artist on that book? Scroll and look. Uh, Would it be safe to jump in if you've never read or know much about the question? Yes, they basically explain everything about the question. It is uh, Dennis Cohen. Well, yeah, well, Rorschach is the question, so. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, It says, I can give you the summary. For years, Vic Sage has worn the faceless mask of the question to clean up Hub City by sheer force of will. He knows right from wrong. He knows black from white. Um, But what happens when he is drawn into a conspiracy that reaches from the heights of Hub City power to the depths of its underground tunnels. What happens when things stop being black and white and start getting a little gray? Uh, what happens when in a secret chamber beneath the city, Vic Sage meets his own end and his new beginning? And and like I joke that like Vic Sage is the question or is Rorschach. And, and like and I'm just joking when I say that. Like Vic Sage, I feel like up until this point is clearly like a very different character than Rorschach. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was supposed to be Rorschach, and then, yeah, since then, he has very much evolved. Yeah. I uh, think the yeah. only thing I liked was, like, I was reading 52, and then these this came out, in which the question's very big in 52. Um, yeah, because Renee Montoya becomes the question, and she's great. Yes, but it's the transition between the two of them yeah. that, like, is really, really well done. So... Uh, there's also yeah. like really great Vic Sage episodes of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yes. Yeah, the one with the Huntress. All the episodes with the Huntress. <laughs> like uh like the Huntress and Vic Sage is like one of those ships like I never like really ever thought about. And it just like kind of works. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like how to describe this book. It's very it's a little bat um the return of Bruce Wayne kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to spoil anything, but like it's very. I'll, I'll 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 totally read it because yeah. like because I, I, honestly like it's like between like Harleen 
and um like Wonder Woman Dead Earth, it's like this crop of black label books. I'm like far more interested in checking out yeah, than the like, Wonder Woman book that you mentioned year. that you brought up last week. I read, and that was real. I'm like, ooh, it's, I want. It's more. really rad, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, give me more. What is this world? But I think that's what I like about again, like we shit on the black label stuff for a while, and like if this is what the black label is going to be, like these weird looks at like these are very very out of nowhere. You can't really make them in continuity books at these characters. Then I'm for yeah. it. Um, I, yeah, I, I, there were like a, I almost picked up Murder Falcon this week, which was the, uh, the book, the, the Crayon book from the, the Wonder Woman Dead Earth, uh, writer artist, but it's like, it wasn't one of those image, uh, $10 books, so I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll, I'll wait a little bit, but it's like, if you want a book that looks basically just like Wonder Woman Dead Earth, uh, Murder Falcon looked pretty cool. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, those Black Label books, again, like, just like you, like, that's kind of, really the only thing in DC that's really been holding me, like, of interest, and then some of, like, I liked Far Sector, I read both of those issues. I think yeah. it was, like, a, the third one came out this week. Yeah, I, I read, like, all the Young Animal books, all of the, uh, uh, oh my god, what's that label called? Young Justice? It's not uh, Young Wonder Justice. Comics? Wonder Comics. Uh, and then, and that's basically all I'm reading from, uh, DC right now. Yeah, and I'm still doing this Year of the Villain stuff. I'm just not interested. The only other story God. I found... I feel, I feel like Year of the Villain's been going on for, like, a full year. Yeah. Um, that I've liked is they did, like, was it, like, the Sinister Six or the Secret Six? Secret Six. Yeah, and um, who's on that team? It is... So that would have to do with the Batman Who Laughs. It's Hawkman, Donna Troy, Shazam, Gordon... Shit. Jim Gordon? Yes. What? Uh, Why are all these good guys on the Secret Six? Because they were infected by the Batman Who Laughs like serum. Ah, shit. Uh, Who's the other uh, ones? I'm like trying to remember the fuck is on this thing. Um, oh, man. Who's the other ones? Because they're doing like one-off books of each and how they get infected. And the Donna Troy one was like really interesting, actually. I have not read the, the Jim Gordon one or the Hawkman one. Um, the Shazam one was interesting, too. Because, like, they're... I can't remember. They're calling... She's, like, Deathbird is Donna Troy's character now. No. I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like there's, like, this idea that... Like, it's like Rachel Summers all over again. It's like, oh, well, we gotta give her, like, a... We can't call her Phoenix. We gotta give her, like, a new new name. I'm like, well, why don't you just call her Rachel? And they're like, well, no, like, we gotta give her a superhero name. I'm like, why don't you just call her Donna Troy? The name that people have called her for, like, 25 years. And they're like, no, 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 we gotta give her a cool nickname, like, Deathbird. She looks like Warpath. I'm trying to find, like, a picture of this team. I also... <laughs> I, like I, I also like that you have like all these very powerful beating beings, and then Jim Gordon. Well, because it's all about like them getting to oh, Supergirl is one. Um, because he was trying to get Superman, and Supergirl showed up. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like you know, it's like also one of those things where Secret Six is like one of my favorite books that Marvel has ever done. So when I heard that DC was bringing back the Secret Six, I'm like, oh, cool. And then like, oh, it's going to be helped by the are helmed by uh, the Batman who laughs. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Who has a new skin in in uh, 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 
Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, it's Blue Beetles, the other one. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Which one? Jaime. Uh, yeah, well, he ain't doing nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole point of his, like, standalone book, is that, like, he's not doing anything. It's like, why? Oh, uh, here, this is all of them. So, Blue Beetle infected basically just looks like like his armor looks just like the Batman who laughs. Yeah, they all have like a yeah, different pretty much. thing. Do they all just look like different versions of the Batman who laughs? Kind of. Yeah, they're all um like it would be like really cool if if they were like okay, like we're going to design like the Batman who laughs version of Blue Beetle and then like make him like a different looking beetle. Well, like, oh, yeah, I think Donna Troy does look like Warpath. Yeah, that, I'm not joking. She looks like Warpath. Um, trying to, there's like another image where like she looks Gork- really cool. Yeah, because like in her book, she's hunting the Titan, like and picking oh, them off. Oh, this one is the Zoe Quinn book. Yeah, I kind of thought about checking this out, but like at the same time, I was like, I don't really care about the Batman who laughs. I've read the Batman who laughs, and <sighs> I read the whole thing, and I thought it was. And- and I'll and I'll be completely fair. Like I also need to read metal, and I, if I read metal, I probably would like it more. Metal right. is stupid fun. Here's like yeah. a different look at them, and you can see Gordon in the back there. Oh, he's His wearing mask. like a black mask. Yeah, that's, like, that's cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, basically the idea is like they got everybody to like fuck with the Justice League, and specifically to screw with Batman in particular. So it's like. You know, it's not Wonder Woman. It's like her other person, and it's like it's all like three young kids or four young kids, and they're all like super powerful. And then Gordon is like Batman's best friend. So you know, here's another image of his mask. I like actually really like the Gordon thing. I think that's played the best in it, but it's definitely more interesting than like the Year of the Villain stuff, like what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I also didn't know that Don Troy was back. Now I think about it. Uh, she was back in the Titans, because the whole book is that basically, like, they had that Titans book that got cancelled, and they're like, yeah, yeah, basically she became the de facto leader after Dick got shot in the head, and basically she falls apart. Oh, are we still it. killing uh, sidekicks? Well, no, oh, he's now no, yeah, yeah, he's, he's still Rick. Yeah. Oh, right, I forgot how much I hated that. Yeah, so yeah, there's that. The only other book I would, that DC's on is another Black Label book, is the what is it, White Knight? The second yeah. White Knight one is so goddamn good. With uh, Azrael, as yeah, with Azrael. Yeah, no, that that book is really good. I, I I'm think the new behind. issue came out last week, and like there was like a big reveal in that world, and I was like, oh shit! Like two big things happened in it. Okay, no spoilers because I'm yeah. I'm like two issues behind. Yeah, so I think there's only one more issue of that book, and I think there. I feel like there was talks that they might do that. Uh, the first one animated. Honestly, I think that'd be perfect. Like, that's a great way to get people in. It, I lend that book out a lot, I just, and I give it to people because they're. It's like a really good way to introduce them to Batman. I just kind of like really wish that, um, like the animated movies would have the style of the books way more. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, so I feel like sometimes when they animate like some of these storylines, they don't. It's like they try and ape the art style, but they don't ate the aesthetic of the art style. And I, think I understand it depends like and, on the and, book. Yeah, well and I and I understand it's like also it's a it's a budgetary thing. But I feel like Sean Gordon Murphy's art is is in so distinct in such a cool style that 
if it's like if you adapt it in the way that they have tried adapting like some of these uh, animated films before, it's like it's like Gotham by Gaslight should look like a Magnolia like animated film, and it doesn't. And I feel like if you tried to adapt White Knight, it's like the character designs look like them, but they don't feel like them, and that's my fear. I think with the Gotham, I think the some of the problems you get into is like some of the artist's style is probably very tied to them. And I don't yeah. know if like you could dance around that without having to pay them. You know what I mean? Especially like if you're talking about someone like a Mignola, like you can't. I th- I think it's also a budgetary thing because there's because there's a reason why we only got one episode of the Amazing Screw On Head because that pilot was very expensive to make. And expensive to make it look like a Magnolia thing. Mm. But they did do those two animated movies with Ron Perlman voicing. And Which, they look yeah, fine. Those, look good. those were good. They're better than whatever crap we got last year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely story wise, yeah. But like, yeah, they don't look ex- like specifically like Magnolia, but yeah. Um, so why don't we go to those, these three other things? So, or did anybody else have any books they wanted to talk about that they were reading? Uh, uh, I'm a. Oh, Go on. Go ahead. No. Uh, I was just going to say, I read uh, the newest Umbrella Academy. It was good. That's please uh, go Hotel, Umbrella Academy. Hotel yeah. Oblivion. Yeah. Just finish that. And it yeah, was I, very good. I need to reread it because I was also reading it month by month. Oh, and okay. Yeah. It, and I know I definitely like missed out on some stuff. Yeah. I, th- that was the thing with these books or like the entire series. Is I spent a lot of time just going back to see if I missed something in the uh, previous panels. And in this one, yeah, you miss a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm about a third of the way through, uh, the current, or, like, not current, uh, the One Piece arc of Punk Hazard. Uh, and so, uh, so Shonen Jump has a a comic app, like Marvel and DC and everyone else has right now. Uh, but, but Shonen Jump's app is only, like, two or three dollars a month. Oh, that's awesome. And you basically can read, like, Bleach and Naruto and One Piece, like everything that's like considered like Shonen Jump is in it. So, um, I got to a point watching One Piece where the Funimation dub ended, and it's it it ends basically at the beginning of Punk Hazard. Uh, Punk Hazard is uh you know if you're reading it by volumes is sixty six through seventy. Uh, if you're reading the manga chapters is 654 through 699, so it's 46 chapters. Uh, It's after the Fisherman Island arc. Uh, It basically the crew ends up onto this island named Punk Hazard, and half of the island is covered in flames, and the other half of the island is covered in ice. And it's because of like this big massive battle between these two other characters before, and it was like, and it's really cool. Uh, so, uh, this island is also super important because this island was also the original abandoned laboratory of Dr. Vegapunk. And Dr. Vegapunk is, like, this this guy who works for the world government in making weapons. So, it's like, it, you're getting, like, a little bit more world building, and you're learning about this character who has not shown up at all in the series is always basically talked about as like this government stooge who builds weapons for the world government. Um, and the crew has been broken up. Uh, 
half of them are on like the fire side, the other half are on like the ice side, and there's like this laboratory full of like children who've been taken from their homes. Uh, there's this headless samurai who's like trying to find his son, and they're carrying his head around the island trying to find his son. Uh, it's a lot of just like really kooky One Piece shit. Uh, and the, you know you're trying to figure out like what's going on, on this island. Who are like these troops that are like wrangling up these kids? Where they wrangling, wrangling up these kids for? How does it involve Doctor Vegapunk? But it's cool. I mean, like. I tried to do this thing where, like, I really wanted to get comp on One Piece by the end of the year, and I'm still, like, 200 chapters behind, but... Only uh, only 200. I mean, One Piece is going. Long, yeah, like, what? One Piece is so long that 200 what? chapters is pretty simple. Like, pretty easy. One Piece started in 1999, so it's, like, it's been quite an adventure. Yeah. Um, I think the only other sh- thing I, like, I tried to do that with was case closed yeah which which has is been like going on longer since, the, since like the 80s yep that's so i think i gave one. up at some point like i gave up and i was like because it was on toonami back in the day i was like oh this is cool and i was like oh, i should yeah, read this yeah. or even watch and, it i was like i think it's like 400 episodes or something at this point and like oh, case yeah. closed slash detective conan is like really cool like and i think the thing about detective conan is it's it's all like like crime procedurals with a light overarching arc so you can kind of like check in and check out at one at case close at any time that you want because like the story kind of plays like fast and loose with like the main storyline like you know it's like at some point it's like detective conan is going to be you know become an adult again and that's like the you know well, that's the, the end of the show but that's like whenever they get to yeah. it that's when it'll end one piece is like one continuous long adventure and, and and with one piece you can kind of like take a break and come back but like one piece is like like the characters are so good the like not every arc hits i think there are like you know maybe like two bad arcs in one piece the rest is like interesting and fun in some way and uh and i think it like kind of like like i am like it's been going on for so long and still so popular and i'm like 600 chapters or 650 chapters into one piece and it's like still as engaging as from like chapter one and i think that like yeah so that's like my check-in with uh with one piece is i'm like almost done with like this other arc and i still have a ways to go yeah super jealous that one piece is like that i've been waiting uh, for a berserk chapter for far too long yeah oh my god i forgot about that i will never forget I remember watching the original show. Go read like it. It's the, so the 90s. good. It's so good. Yeah, wow. I've I know like uh, Berserk is is good, and I've seen art and it looks good, but it's like dark fantasy is just like not my thing. Fair. That's very fair. Yeah, like uh, like the only real like anime manga thing that's like caught me recently has been My Hero Academia. It's yeah. just like Ooh, it's hell just, yeah, like, dude. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's like the right attitude for everybody. I'm yeah. not like, I, yeah, it's funny because like I'm not super into the arc that they just animated. Uh, really? But, they but they kind of rushed the end a little yeah, bit in the anime. Yeah, percent. I didn't like. I just caught up with it like last night, and I, think, I like, thought there was going to be like two more episodes. It's it's funny because like I really like the kids at the school, and it's like 
this arc has just been like here are like these three other heroes and I I, I don't really like Vermilion or whatever. Yeah, like I don't kinda of like him or his friend. Like the new heroes they introduced, like the fat guy. I don't think oh, he's great. Dude, the I fat guy's like, been Fat-Gum. here for a while. Fat-Gum's, Fat-Gum's awesome. I, he's been here for a while too. The point I, of I, introducing the the big three was to like the reveal about that if if it wasn't for running into um uh, Midoriya, kid, it would have been Lamillion. Yeah, sh- sure. But it's like I, you know, I like I. I think, also, like, like having I, read the manga, don't worry about it. They are gone. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, but like you know, it's like one of those things. At the end of the day, it's, it's it's like one of those things with like Bleach, where it's like I like the core group of Bleach, and then yeah. each new arc they introduce, like here's a next set of characters, here's twenty more characters, here's well, twenty more like, characters. It's because Bleach and- has like three actual like arcs, and the rest is filler. Yeah, yeah. you want to know what doesn't have this problem? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, also, One Piece. <laughs> yeah, and One Piece. Before we yeah. go off on a tangent, can I go to my books? Yes. Yes, of course. Okay, so I've been reading two. I have been reading... I'm proud um, of you. The Blackest Night Omnibus. Holy shit, that's a big boy. <laughs> I think as of this moment, I'm halfway through. It's a fun event comic. It's nice that it collects all the stories from that event into one volume, and it puts it in order. So it's kind of nice reading everything, even if it's a lot to take in. And it kind of makes me want to go back and read like Infinite Crisis and Final Crisis just to know yeah, what else going think on. I'm going to eventually go to that because, like I said, I read 52. And I'm, yeah, working, too. and I'm working towards like reading Final Crisis because I bought that on the bus. And then eventually going to Black Lightning because I'm like, oh, there's like a shit ton of stuff that like when I wasn't reading DC when I was younger that like just didn't hit me that would make sense in Blackest Night because like there's a shit ton of those characters like Old Man Superman showing up and um, Monitor uh, Zombie yeah, Monitor yeah uh, yeah Anti Monitor I'm trying to remember there's like a Pariah. bunch of uh, Pariah um, doesn't like Superboy show up in that like yes. the original one yeah. and yeah like I was he's, like oh he, he's a he's an angry uh, He's angry intel in this one. Oh yeah, Superboy yeah. Prime. Yeah, I just like, and I know this is like super unpopular, but it's like I, it's like I love Sinestro Core War a lot, and I like, I always kind of felt like reading Blackest Night. It was just like a not as great of a follow up of Sinestro Core War. Yeah, I think it was mostly like it was way to like readjust things. Yeah. As like yeah. a way to, it was kind of like Blackest Night is basically a crisis. They just didn't call it that, but um, yeah. it's basically that. So it's like resetting the teams because like it brought back what like four or five characters and then killed off a shit ton. Yeah, it, like oh, so. Does it also collect the Green Lantern core stuff? It does collect all the yes. It's, sorry, I'm like blanking here. Yeah, uh, it uh, collects all of the Green Lantern core stuff. It collects everything. Yeah, so, like, also, like, uh, so I was reading Blackest Night, Green Lantern, Green Lantern Core, like, while those books are coming out, and, like, like, and that's, like, my peak, like, hating Hal Jordan, like, I, I just think he's, like, very insufferable in that arc, including, like, his issues in uh, uh, his main book, but, like, I think, like, the real gem of the Blackest Night series is those Green Lantern Core issues. Um, oh, yeah. The whole thing like, I, I'm enjoying myself so far with. Yeah. Uh, 
And I mean, there's there's some stuff that I think is like really cool and and super tasteless in uh in Greenland Core, like uh the the lady in the fridge Greenland construct. Oh God, I don't. Oh God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but like you know, I like I think the the single best issue of like that entire thing is not even in like the Black Knight event. It's like the prequel with Black Hand. Oh, were they the retconning of the origin? Yeah, like I think that's great. Because yeah, they retcon him atro- him atrocities and how in that one issue. Yeah, which it was a very good way of tying them all together and making Black Hand kind of an interesting villain. Uh, yeah, because because like that's also been like one of my big kind of uh marks against Jeff Johns's um Green Lantern run is that it's like he kind of reevaluates the Manhunters and Black Hand and and he does a bunch of Sinestro, but then there's like a bunch of like classic era Green Lantern character or Green Lantern villains he just like does nothing with and they're just super nobodies and i mean to be fair like a lot of them are lame but it's like the job of like a good writer to kind of reinvent them and i feel like instead of reinventing them he just created his like own new characters like atrocitus or larflees yeah but like i'm not a big fan of atrocitus i think larflees is an interesting character but yeah the whole when they get into like the rainbow lantern core it gets real fucking wonky yeah, uh, especially like after Blackest Night when they did Brightest Day, it just gets. See, I like, I do want to read Brightest Day though. I see, I like Brightest Day because it's basically just revolves around Dead Man, and like I'm all for that. Yeah, that was like the book where they're like, okay, like this is how we introduce Swamp Thing and John Constantine to the DCU. And I actually like the the retconning of Swamp Thing, I think it's a great idea, mm. and that's what I stuck with. Yeah. The and it's CW like, would and, never be able to adapt that story. Just saying. It's, yeah, and it's funny because like they end up like they like pump up Bryce Day as being like this big new thing, and then like oh, it's like two it's, weeks like, two, later. Two, that, yeah, two oh, weeks later, it's like New Fifty Two happens. <laughs> yeah, it's two weeks later. Like Flashpoint happens. It's immediately like I think like nope. It's it's like almost instantaneous. Like those arcs are so close to each other that it's like Blackest Night. Brightest day, flashpoint into New Fifty Two is like boom, 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 boom. So I don't know. Now we've been going for a bit, so why don't we talk about we read um, as kind of, we we got a yeah. group project right. going. Yeah, right into your venom, venom. Oh, thanks, guys. It, guys I didn't know we had Eminem venom. in the call. Guys, if you say <laughs> venom so many times, Eminem's gonna crash through your window. No, he'll just like sue you or make a diss track or something. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so this is Venom Lethal Protector by David Machene, uh, pencils by Mark Bagley, which, uh, I, 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 I kind of, hell yeah, I forget that Mark Bagley is, is like a, a lot older of an artist than I, like, for, cause it's like, you know, I think for like a lot of, like, some comic book reader generation, he's like the ultimate Spider-Man artist. And it's like, oh yeah, like this is why they chose him to be the ultimate Spider-Man artist because he has such a history with Spider-Man. Yeah, because this so this book started February nineteen ninety three. It's six issues, so we're going to talk about the first three if we can get through them. Yeah, like I would I say, say it is going a little late, but yes. Yeah, I would say to jump off, it is so refreshing to go from Crisis on Infinite Earths to this. It's so purely nineties 
action-oriented with very oh different Oh my god, there's style. a point in this comic where I literally sat there, I'm like, this literally feels like a Michael Bay movie with so many explosions and action going on. Uh, yeah, like, this book is, like, a lot of fun and kind of goofy. And, like, it's, like, funny because, like, I think it's, like, if you watched the movie Venom, and people are like, why is Venom so goofy? And then you, and people are like, isn't this supposed to be based off of like Lethal Protector? And isn't it supposed to be like dark and gritty? And then like you read this, you're like, oh, this is just like the Venom movie. Yeah, the, what's interesting is, so like, I guess to set up this world, so this is post Venom breaking out of jail. Him and Spider Man have like a deal where he's going to leave. And as long as he doesn't straight up murder people, Spider-Man will leave him alone. So he goes to San Francisco, which is apparently where Eddie Brock yeah, is from. Bayside. And then Spider-Man's like, nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man yeah. has like a weird chip on his shoulder. Yeah, Spider-Man's a real dick in this book. He also harasses Eddie's dad. Yeah, like he, his dad's just trying to like get on with his life. And he, he Spider-Man's like, oh, you got to tell me about your son right now. And, it then is and then a random housekeeper pulls a uh, Spider-Man three. It's like I'll tell you the story of Eddie. I'll give you yeah. the whole spiel. So, so okay. So, like to talk about like the reason why Spider-Man's like a real dick is that like Eddie Brock walking through um this park sees like these gangsters like basically harassing these homeless people, and and Eddie Brock becomes venomized and starts like. Well, hold on. First off, first off, he stops a he stops a mugger and gives the purse back and pats the woman on the head. And the woman's like oh, running off screaming. Mu- yeah, it's a mugger <laughs> it's really slash good. about I mean, to be rapist. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, if like Venom handed you your backpack and patted you on the head and said like "Good day," would you like not run away? Well, well this is like but the beginning where like, you're talking about the creepiness. No, please, there's no need to thank us. I'm like uh, that. That would terrify me. And he's yeah, no, patting her on the head. Yeah. Pat, pat, pat. But I, I guess my part of it is like, oh, I think they missed the... I wish they would have went... It, like, it doesn't fit our time period now, but I would have loved if they gave... Uh, what's his name? Like this hat, like this crop top tank top and a blonde mullet that Eddie Brock is rocking in this. And what appears to be... It is a, it is a mix between a mullet and a crew cut. And like a it. military oh, yeah. kind of, it's a military crew cut on top, and then straight up mullet on the butt, like the back. But the crop top tank top is awesome. But yeah, they also do. I I like that. Like they give it's like two pages of basically all of the backstory of Eddie, Venom, Peter, and the symbiote kind of thing. It's that very Stanley thing. Like everyone's comic is their first comic, so like the first yeah. issue really. Gives you all that backstory, and then we get yeah, like I you mean, said. I mean, it was very helpful for me because I didn't know that uh, Eddie was in prison, and that they have this deal. And that's why uh, Venom is in San Francisco. Yeah, and then yeah. The Spider-Man gives this really long-winded recap. I got the black suit. The black suit was evil. And then Eddie Brock got it, and we fought. The end. Anyway, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it, it's you know, it could be written maybe like not as like long-winded, but. Uh, I mean, like, DC doesn't do recap pages, and that's, like, kind of why, like, I think, like, a lot of DC books are sometimes hard to get into. Well, that's, because- again, it's, like, that's that was, like, the Stan Lee thing of it, like, oh, they, like, they just give you, like, oh, read this book to go, like, the little things in them to go catch up, but, like, yeah, I, I really dug that, because it gave mm-hmm. you, like, everything of, like, where they are, and also the art in this book, like, it's goofy at times, but when they, like, the one panel where it's Spider-Man and Venom, where Venom's, like, holding his shirt in his hand. I was like, god damn, that looks good. Like, 
I love how this Spider-Man and Venom look. Yeah. It's peak 90s, dude. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I'm I think this book is good and it's like I'm I'm a little lost on the stuff with uh Eddie Brock's father. And I'm still kind of like waiting for that shoe to drop for the reason for him to fit into this story. Um as opposed to the giant mech robots that show up out of nowhere. Well, and it's funny because, like, okay, so, like, that guy, his son dies. Oh, no, that's the second group. The first group of mech robots, which is the ones that are trying to get the homeless Hom- people out of there. Okay, so are they not the same? They're two, no, they're two separate groups. Oh, my God. There's, like, yeah. too many evil businessmen in this book. Um, yes. So there's one plans. evil businessman who's trying to do something to the park. And then he has people in mech, like, giant, like, Gundam size. Not, like, mini Gundam size, like, mech suits. They're like Zakus. Yes, that's exactly. I was trying to remember. Yeah, they look like Zakus, but they're not that. They're, like, Hulk size. And then they fall through the floor, and they're in, like, they think new, they're in, like, New the San Francisco. Like, yeah. new, new San Francisco. Because I, I basically was just like, oh, this is, like, where New New York came from, from Futurama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then it's revealed, oh, it's not that Venom beats the shit out of everybody. And it, they're actually, like, it's there was an earthquake in the 1800s, and this part survived, and they built over it. And now there's, like, a secret yeah. society of homeless which, people which, down there. Which real, uh, real-ass uh, earthquake, uh, I don't know if it's a fake-ass city, though. No, it is definitely a fake-ass city. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I When Venom's attacking the robots, he says his lines like he's saying a sermon. Just stuff like, he was only protecting Hearth and Home, so let your punishment fit the crime. And since your partner made no attempt to prevent that heinous act, let him share the just retribution. I'm like, am I in church or am I reading a Venom comic? Uh, that's obviously an Eminem line that was lifted from this comic. <laughs> <laughs> Which then, then we get an actual the, the, when he goes to like, oh, we're going to decide if we're going to let you stay, and they vote. And they're like, no. And then we get the eye patch preacher. Yes. Yeah, this is random, this random weird preacher. Who is who is more awesome 90s? Eye patch preacher or mustache chops? Oh, <laughs> it's hard. I don't it's even know how to say crazy. like mustache. Uh, like how everyone announces Venom's name, like exactly like Eminem would. Like I literally, every time someone says his name, I picture Eminem saying it, and it gets better. Uh, yeah, um, like you're, worse you're right. Peter, Peter meets like the dad, and dad's like, "Fuck off!" And then you know, it's oh. funny because like, uh, there's like this girl who's like, obviously like thankful and and pretty into Eddie Brock, but. She is a character who I I know is definitely not within modern comics, so I'm just like, oh, she oh, going man. <laughs> I'm like, Uh-oh. I'm like, I'm just like wondering if she'll become a Venom or if she dies at the end of this book. Well, yeah, and then so th- we're like in this is issue two now, so like Venom breaks into the the what do you call it the housing the the corporate offices and he's like, oh, there's like some display here. And they get shot up, and he's beating the shit out of everybody. He jumps out of window. He's like, "Is this is oh. this before or after Spider Man breaks into Eddie's dad's house and like interrogates him?" This is uh, the same book. This is an issue too. It, it's before, like, it, well, and it's like it's simultaneous, kind of. Yeah, but it's like, why would Eddie Brock or Emily? Like, why would Peter Parker go talk to Eddie's father? Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, why like these two things are happening. 
I don't know why he's in this. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't. There's like no. It's just a side plot, and then yeah, like Eddie's just like, oh man, thank God, like we're chilled out, and then he gets attacked, and that's where we get the second rich guy with the jury, which is a bunch okay. of okay. <laughs> so okay, so Ed, so Eddie breaks into this thing, and he sees like the model of like this park over like the underground city, and I, it just it seriously just reeks of like. They're going to tear down the community center and build a mega mall. <laughs> yeah. At least he's like, it can't, it's got to be more than this. This is too dumb. Quick, like, we got to oh, protect oh, the community oh, from the mega mall. Oh, and then oh, the giant okay, okay. okay, so there's like this great moment where the police like hold their guns and they're like, uh, they're like, trail of slime led to slime. And Venom's <laughs> like, we don't know if your employer is truly evil. Therefore, it may not be necessary to kill you. And then he, like, points at them with his mouth agape, says, you may leave, and then gets shot to death. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is the best panel in the comic. <laughs> this whole comic is so fucking silly. I love it. Well, it, it's so silly, but so when we get to the jury, so it's, like, the guy and then four dudes in random silver outfits and then Mecha Deadpool. Oh, oh okay, so first... <laughs> First off, Peter Parker goes to talk to El- Elder Eddie Brock, and he gets his doors on his face, and then and then he and then he comes back. Daddy Brock. And yeah, he comes back in issue three. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm I'm in issue two, and it's like yes. he like shows up in his Spider-Man costume. I'm like, is is like would he just like not assume that this is also Peter Parker? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, this is a Batman move. Oh. This is like a straight up Batman movie. Where it's like, all right. I mean, like my what John's saying is like, it seems like there's there's no time difference. It's like he gets the sl- door yeah. slammed through his face as Peter, and then breaks through the window as Spider Man. Okay, but like, okay, so then at the end of issue two, uh, we get this big reveal of the jury, which are four very same looking dudes with like different silver, weapons, silver Power Rangers, with and different then guns. one, and then one guy. Who has a Deadpool mask and like a different body? He's got like Deadpool mask, the shocker kind of arms, and like a blue orange color scheme. Which I feel like is just like a lot of villains during this era is just like if you took like an action figure and you just like took off the hands, the head, the legs, and the chest, and then you just mix and match, and that's how you make a character. Yeah, it's just Kit Bash. Yeah, because it's like, I can't remember what, like, there's no name for that style mask, but there's so many characters with that mask from this time period. Like, I feel like half of Image characters have that mask. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the jury. So then issue three opens up with, who the hell are the jury? And it's... Yeah, their names are the fucking jury. Oh, so, yeah. can, we, can we talk about how Roland, Roland Treese is the most 90s sounding villain name I've ever heard? Oh, more than the other rich guy, Orwell Taylor? Yes. So yeah, we have competing supervillain dudes. So Orwell is the father of a guy Eddie killed when escaping prison. And the four guy, or the five guys are the other prison guards who survived and each of them have weapons that can stop them. They're all sound or fire weapons and all their names are their guns. So Screech has the sound gun and what is it? It's like Screech it's like Burner Wait. Yeah, they all have like names that are basically their weapon. Oh, okay. Okay, because I was just like if 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 the the leaders of the group are the most 90 sounding things 
like the jury members are oh, like yeah. the most 90 sounding like bombast firearm ram shot screech and sentry and then because i'm on wikipedia right now i'm looking up the jury as like a comics thing and i look at members and like who do i see fucking u.s agent john fucking walker like like a ghost okay. of christmas past let's let's, let's palm let's let's pause for one second i swear to god if we're gonna introduce the jury in the mcu we're gonna have venom show up i'm in <laughs> yeah so because yeah, i was like centuries are deadpool guy I believe. and i was like wait does john walker show up in this book and I'm like and then i look at the thing and it's like he they the jury are not a one-off the jury show up in thunderbolt oh god led by the u.s agent <laughs> yeah so, so hey you got you got plenty of the jury to look forward to everyone but okay i do want to go to like there's some interesting like things they draw because uh what do you call it what did i just say his name is not deadpool century punches venom in the one panel and his teeth fly out like his venom teeth yeah yeah and i'm like wait that wouldn't happen he's just goo <laughs> like well, he's just making oh, oh, pretend oh, goo well, teeth. Lou, 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 you know what fuck you comics that's why wait so are you saying okay so his teeth aren't actual enamel like no. they're goo that isn't he's all goo like he's a goo alien so he's just making himself look that way because in one of the other pages i think is an issue too he turns into like a cop uniform so like he's just goo so like the teeth he's a gooey boy are just goo like just taking a specific form and color mm. yeah there's like another like also like the drool being green is all weird like it's like very taken from aliens the other thing i like is in like the next page after he gets the teeth punch out there's an image of the century where they he doesn't have like like it his eye slots are open and they drew his eyes. Yes! <laughs> I was like, what? I that also happen? noticed that! <laughs> I was just like, I was like, cool? wait. I'm like, wait, so does, his, does the visors and his eyes do they come down? Because in the next, the next panel, they're down. It's, like, yeah, it's not, even like, it's not even a different page. It's like, the next panel. It's like right below it. Mm -hmm. oh it my God. Like, I like read that and I looked at it for a good two minutes because i was just like <laughs> i don't understand this which panel was this i'm gonna screen cap it but like it it's, is it's page 13 of issue three all right give me a second i'm looking right now yeah i'm posting it in the chat oh my god i'm so glad someone else noticed that <laughs> i was like oh, what wait is what is going this? on why did like if you look in the top left one he has like they drew in his eyes <laughs> and then the one right below it his eyes are, are just like white, Not white. Lie, didn't even notice that <laughs> oh my god oh, oh my god oh, that's oh i i know like oh i noticed it immediately, immediately. <laughs> i was like what is happening because it's like oh i guess we're gonna like because all the other guys have like power ranger style masks or like i love i love, I love the one panel where it's like just are we that. gonna be on tv dad timmy get back in the car yeah oh, like yeah. these just random other people who just are just yeah. there yeah because they're like i don't know he went to the shadow and just disappeared and then we have like drippy venom yeah, Which, where he's like oozing yeah. or drooling. Yeah. And then we get the backstory from Peter with the maid. That bas basically Eddie's dad was like a shithead, and then he met a chick, and they fell in love, and then she died giving birth, so he's all out of love. 
He gave Eddie everything he needed except for the one thing he couldn't. Affection. And then like oh. wife died, so I'm a dick. Oh, that's why yeah. he kills people. He just needs a hug. Yeah. Everything he did, he could not get his father's thing. And then once he oh. the hoax thing broke, their relationship was done. That, I mean it didn't even sound like it started. And then yeah, the other businessman is like not Rachel Ghoul. Not 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 Rachel Ghoul, that's for like, sure. Like he has that same look where he's got the evil goatee and the furrowed brow. And the kind of gray on the sides. Oh, I looked at I looked at him as like either angry Reed Richards or uh, angry Iron Man. That's what it looks like. I mean, to be honest, like all these like evil businessmen characters are just I don't know, like they're they're Norman Osborn. Oh yeah, well, and the one guy, his like head of security looks like what's his name from the X Men? Um, Forge. No, what is it? Uh, Gyrick, the evil oh, guy. Peter Henry Gyrick. Yeah, because there's like the the head of security has the goofy glasses and the cigarette, and it just reminded me of Gyrick because he the, was like a very the bald guy. No, he's not bald. He's got like red hair. Uh, it's like the very last panel of the issue three. That guy. Okay, because I, I I think like we're I think like this is like goes back to like why there's just like three different evil businessmen at this point. Well, yeah, if also, you include his dad, yeah. Okay, like also. So, issue three, we spent this entire issue where this guy has been trying to kill Venom with this evil mercenary group called the Jury. Oh, no, they're not even mercenaries. They're his son's friends. He's the son's buddy. But then at the very, but then like, you know, like a third of the way, or like a fourth of the way, or not, like, like, yeah, a third of the way through, this guy's like, hey, uh... Instead of me fighting you, do you want to be the head of my security? And then oh, I was well, like, yeah. Other, yeah, that's the that's the other super rich business. And also, like, he... Yeah, okay, so this tech. guy is... Okay. Different guy. Not Not Rachel Ghoul is the, like, uh, the guy who controls the giant mech suit dudes. Oh, uh, okay. Now it's coming together. Because like, yes. I, I thought that was the guy... He's the head of the, of the of the of the jury, no, no, and I was yeah. like, and so Venom, because I thought like, oh, Venom is joining the head of this guy's security team, and then yeah. he, like he gets caught in a trap. I'm like, of course you get caught in a trap, <laughs> my, my guy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the problem. It's like there's two different businessmen. So one business guy is the building the park with the mech suits and the underground people, and then the other business guy is the one with the jury who has a random guy in a truck just looking for people who's not yeah. in a suit, who just has a gun and a bandolier and a grenade and takes out Eddie. So like he just has like all these other dudes that basically it seems like the the one rich guy, what was his name? Um I can't remember. The blonde There's like a bunch one. of rich guys in this. Yeah. The one whose kid died, I guess like everybody who worked at that jail is like armed to the teeth and hunting Eddie. And then, yeah, that's when he gets a, like, oh, I have a helicopter. Come, come with me. I'm going to, you can be my new head of security. And then, was he, Eddie follows some guys like, no, you go in first and I'm going to wrap a goo tentacle around your neck. Oh, I'm not totally not looking at this wall. And, oh my God, I'm in fire. <laughs> and that's oh, where no, it I've ends. Been I've been bamboozled. Yeah. And that's the guy who I think looks like Gyrick, uh, the yep. one who sits him up at the end. He looks like older Agent Smith. Yeah, yeah, I can just, see that. It's just, just like that. Just Mr. Brock. Mr. Brock. So so he's basically uh uh Agent Smith. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And then yeah, he reveals. Sorry, I, I have so I have never read this series. But yeah, isn't the end line have to do? We're not after you. We're after your children. Yep. Yeah, it's like it's like also it's just like what children? What are we even talking about? Yeah, and then the cover. When we won't talk about it. The cover for the next issue, I guess, is the introduction of yeah. Scream. It's a little too many spoilers. I wish they would have held off on putting her on the cover. But yeah, this is this is where Scream gets introduced. Yeah, but that's What's like that Scream. Yeah. What? Yeah, she's okay. the female symbiote. So, also, if I'm not remembering right, uh, isn't one of the jury not like okay? Not to spoil it. No, I want to know what finds out. <laughs> okay. Because I and like I I'm just like like because like all of them are named okay so the jury all their names are like Boomfist and Rampart and then you have a guy named Screech like mm-hmm. isn't doesn't Screech become I think a Venom? you becomes... are doing some forward thinking I'll tell you that because there's like five because I had all these toys. or am I confusing Screech with Scream. They wouldn't, uh, like, they wouldn't have two Venoms named Screech and Scream, right? Uh, you don't underestimate Marvel like that. Uh, I'm trying to look, because I had all these toys, uh, and there's we'll, five we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out next time on Venom, Lethal Protector. Same Venom time, same Venom channel. Oh, my God. Oh, and that's the other thing. I did not realize, like, they took the Life Foundation is part of this book, because that's what the one guy is. The Rachel Ghoul guy is the head of the Life Foundation. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's his name? I, you know, I'm also like kind of like noticing, uh, man, uh, like I, I think like specifically with Venom uh, issue four cover, man, he really does look like Venom from Marvel versus Capcom, which is the best looking Venom. Yeah, very cartoony. Yeah, very I, I just dominant. like this just reminds me of all the things. Like, why does he drool? And why is his drill green? Uh, because it's nineties, cool. dude. Because, <laughs> like, again, he is just like a goo construct around a body. Mm-hmm. Yep, one hundred percent. And like I said, I owned all of these toys. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to look it up now. But like, yeah, I owned all of the. Because uh, there's like a bug one that's like a cockroach guy. It's Scream, Riot. I'm already Screech. looking at one. I'm already looking Hybrid. at one panel in California. First of all, Spider-Man's like really overstepping his jurisdiction here. Oh yeah, no, he's he's definitely breaking the journalistic vow of. And these guys, I don't know. Th- these people are just like uh, they're having a shootout in the middle of the streets, and then the cops are like, "Oh no, a jogger!" Well, that was like my thing. It's like, all right, so the guys who are going after Venom because he murdered their friend are just attacking him on the Golden Gate Bridge, like. They're flat out are responsible for a shitload of people's deaths. Yep, but you you're not going to see them take uh, any sort of repercussions for that. I don't know. It's just like I don't know. This is like it is hilarious how opposite it is to uh, what we had just read. It's just very funny. Yeah, it's it's uh, the duality of comics. Um, uh, does anybody else have anything to say on this matter? On this one specifically, no. It's just I I am so happy we did this after um, Crisis because I I was in the mood for something so goddamn silly. Yeah, it, it's such a good palate cleanser. Sorry, I was look I was trying to find the toys that I owned and I found some of them, like the pictures online, which I still I guess I don't own anymore. I gave them to my, like they were given to my nephew. They are, these, came- are these in the later issues? 
some of them. Well, some of them are just like they made them toys. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to read four through six this weekend. Yeah, because the green guy is called Lasher. It, what's funny is they are in kind of the exact same style of um, the Wait, spawn toys. Did you say time. Lasher? Yes. This green guy like, is Lasher. That, that sounds like the most metal reindeer in Santa Slay. I'm just saying. Oh, here's the here's what I got. I found them all. You know, I kind of like really wish, like, if you're going to, like, have... It's like, oh, we're going to have, like, different Venom versions. It's like, they all look like Venom. Like, yeah, well, they're colored. They're wow. Power Ranger style. The, the Riot toy looks so much cooler than the movie. But it's like oh, they all have yeah. like the he's Venom a, he's eyes. Like a, he's a giant cockroach, and his arms shoot off, and he's purple. And, and, and like we going did not back get that to in the movie, but like going back to the idea that Venom is a goo monster, and it's like that the Venom looks like Venom because he looks like Spider Man. Like that's 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 the hook, you know. Yeah. So it's like I don't know why like hybrid and riot and scream and lasher it's like why doesn't the venom costume like reflect like their personality or who they are or what they do and like and have the the symbiote reflect like their personality and if like, i remember correctly i think it ties into the fact that they're all descendant symbiotes from venom specific yeah and i and i feel like that makes sense but like and I, uh, I guess Carnage also just looks like Venom. So you know what? Like, fuck me, I'm rock. Also, like, there are some hilarious Venom toys that have been made. This one, I don't even know how to describe it, so I'll just show it. Yeah. I feel like you could just, like, make Venom toys in the way that they've made alien toys, where they're like, here's the Cobra Venom, or the, the Rhinoceros Scorpion. Venom. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Here's that image that has all that. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Awesome. Bride, bride of Venom. Oh, Fage. Bride of Venom. Fage. Oh, man. I, I Wait, I'm sorry. Bride? Oh, my God. Wait. I remember that his wife gets Venom in a I comic would, book. I don't think it's this one. I would write Bride of Venom in a heartbeat. Marvel, hire us. Venom the symbiote. I promise not to talk about too much cum. <laughs> Wait, so Venom that, the that's symbiote. That's the first issue, right? I think that's supposed to be just the symbiote. Just symbiote. This is what. So, like. At this that is like time, a, this is what they thought it was. Yeah, so. What what was the name of the, the Venom god? Uh, no. Hold no. on. Hold this on. Ain't no, this ain't Null. This, no, this, like the this ain't Null. Null retcons Venom the symbiote action figure. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine the commercials for that? Bow to your new god! It's called the Venom God! And it's just like a planet of seething, like, ooze. Uh, oh, I like how, like, all of these toys, like, comic book resources has, like, the top ten, like, craziest Spider-Man toys. Half of them are these Venom toys that, like, I was showing. Like, oh, yeah, I owned all of these, because I was that 90s kid. Because this is, like, oh, well, because they turned this into the two games in a day, because there's Maximum Carnage and what's the second one? That was like a Sega Genesis Super Nintendo game. Uh, hold on. That's based uh, on this. Shit. It's I, this. I, I know which one you're talking about. I'm looking it up right now. Here we go. Um, shit. Oh, Separation Anxiety? Yes. Oh, man. But yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I guess I've never been a Venom. Like, I guess at some point I was a Venom fan when I was a little kid in the 90s. And I was like, shit, yeah, this stuff is awesome. Oh, I do remember. Here's one of them in the package. 
they came with like a little symbiote that was like a gooey thing that you could throw against the wall. Oh, sick. So if you look in that package of Scream, there's like that little yellow container. There's okay. like a goo thing in there that it came okay. with. Okay. These are just repackaged then, alien toys. You can't convince okay. me. At some point within the next like one to two years, are we going to get like baby Venom? Like in the way that we have baby Yoda, it's like baby Venom. Oh, I hope not. No, no. As, didn't they as, do like as, a little kid sidekick at some point when and it was. Gonna, um, and, and it would be like the same, like kind of like idea as. Um, oh my god. Jaro? I mean, I mean currently. Oh. Eddie Brock rules. has a son, and he's raising him. That's like the, yeah. the thing. Uh, that's I, want, the end I, I would like a little baby psychopath Venom. Didn't mm. Flash have a little girl sidekick? Uh, there's, I mean, like other than Jesse Quick. No, no, I mean Flash Thompson when he had Venom. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, because she <sighs> she was Venom. Or oh my god, uh, list of it. Oh my god. Yeah, she was great. Like, I don't think she's shown up since the end of Venom. Uh, oh, hey, there's a Wikipedia article for just symbiote characters. How useful. <laughs> they there's need it. so many. Because it's been a thing. They've gone back to, like, how many times have, like, the symbiotes taken Mania. over? That was her. How many times have the symbiotes taken over, like, all of the heroes and we get different hero forms? Uh, too many times. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the whole crux of, uh, like, the Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, but didn't they do? There was like Venomverse, and then there was like another one at some other point earlier than Mm. that. I can't remember. Yeah, I wish I could tell you. Because I think like they did a story, and like Deadpool was like the only one it didn't do it to because it couldn't deal with his healing factor. There's a lot of Venoms and a lot of symbiotes. That's just what we. we That 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 could be a whole other video for its own time. I feel like. Oh, so Andy, Andy. Andy, who was, like, uh, Mania, like, during, like, that run, I guess, like, got beaten up by a bunch of people, and then was overtaken by Lee Price, like, who became, like, the new Mania, and then Cleus Cassidy uh, killed Lee and absorbed Maniac? Oh, that shit sucks. (laughs) Yeah, and this is not even including, didn't they make... Because there's, like, a couple other ones. Toxin is another one. Yeah, to, well, Toxin's, like, a main main villain. Or Toxin's main, the uh, son of Carnage, isn't it? Or the kid of Carnage? Uh, yeah. But I think there's another one that became a hero at some point, too. That was, like... Oh, blue. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I, I used to have, like, this Marvel book that showed me all of Spider-Man's villains, and he was in that. I remember reading about that. Oh, uh, this last toy, I had this, and there was a thing on the back. Uh, you would push, and his tongue would shoot out. But he was also cool. very skinny. Those are just um, I like, ruined a toys. desk with a Venom toy, because they came with actual, like, ink at oh, some no. point. Uh, oh my god, what is the name uh, of that? So Toxin uh, was killed by Blackheart. Uh, the Wait, the Ghost Rider character? The son of Mephisto. So and... the Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay. And the Crime Master sent Jack-O-Lantern uh, uh, to retrieve the symbiote, and then a toxin attached himself to Eddie Brock, and then became anti-venom. Oh, so that's where anti-venom came from. Uh, if I'm reading this right, it sounds like it. So yeah, I'm looking at like the wiki now. So the symbiotes are 
Clintars. They're from Clintar. Uh, yeah, that's the planet, Clintar. Yes. Yeah. God, Anti- this Venom, like, uh, this Venom depth is uh, of story is just like a lot more than I thought. There was. There's, there's a lot more to this. There's a lot more to this codex. You could literally do an entire episode of this on Venom itself. Yeah, like, let me tell you about Dreadface. Yeah, let's talk the about The symbiote Magic that shows Venom. up in Fantastic Four number 360. Oh, hell yeah. Super oh. specific. Yeah. The Neo symbiote shows up in Spider-Man Family Volume 2 number 3. Didn't oh. even know that. Didn't oh, even know there was a volume two Spider-Man family, let alone a volume one. Oh, oh god, that's that's so much. That's too much. Oh my god, there's so many, and that's like not even because there's like a completely, um, it's like the Here. other Earth versions. It's it goes so crazy with the character because he was such a '90s thing that like everyone wanted to own that pie. Yeah, but what's funny is it's like they did the same thing with the goblins, where there's like 18 fucking goblins too. Uh, I mean, like, there's there's Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, and then uh, and then Phil Urich. Well, there was like the Grey Goblin woman, and then I think it was Grey Goblin, wasn't it? Her name? I do not remember. That was, oh, like, I do remember her. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it was no. like one of those things where it was just like an epiphany. It popped in my head. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I do she, remember her. She was like dating Harry, but she was actually hooking up with. His father, oh, which they did oh again. My, Oof. Oh my god, I Oof. do remember her. But it she was would, like, the reason they didn't know it was her because when she transformed, she turned into like a dude-looking thing. God, it's like I I put a lock on my brain and then it just got awakened. Yeah. Then there was like, didn't they do a symbiote goblin recently? Uh, I don't know, man. They probably did. So just to kind of get to it now, what did we all think of this so far? I know this. I know. I know. I know. I have an idea since we've talked about it. But what are our overall thoughts? Really quick. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah, it's dumb. I this, yeah, I think this book is like super dumb, but like kind of fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. I'm. I feel like again, like Lou said, this is a nice little palate cleanser after yeah, like, crisis. Yeah, it's just like again, like my idea was how crazy Infinite or Crisis on Infinite Earth was to go with something so 90s, and this is so 90s. Like, yeah. There's giant robots, a random team of people in not Iron Man costumes with ridiculous names, multiple evil bad guy millionaires. Uh, and mullets? Mullets of plenty. The only thing um, that randomly, like, I thought was like, did they, they do not narrate what the symbiote is telling Eddie. No, I, you're right. I noticed Which that as I, well. I found weird. Like, they don't give them separate... Um, I feel like that was a thing that they did not start doing until uh, like 2000s. later. Yeah, yeah, it's just like weird. Like, because you like you're actually only reading one side of a conversation, and it's very strange. It shows that he's kind of unstable. Like, it, it shows you from like the street perspective. If you just saw Eddie Brock walking down the street talking to himself, he'd be like, "Yeah, that guy's messed up." Well, I wonder what he's um, doing. So, I think like a really kind of also like fun thing is. Uh, this comic, so one of the podcasts I really love is War Rocket Ajax. And they're currently doing a show for like the last couple of years of the uh, Every Story Ever, where people send in comic book story arcs and they rank on a list from best to worst. Uh, currently, like number one is uh, Spider Man, uh, If This Be My Destiny, which is like the one where he like lifts up the, the girder when he's trapped oh, underneath okay. it. 
And then the very dead last book on their list is Infinite Crisis or Identity <laughs> Crisis. Uh, so Venom Lethal Protector is on this list at number 892 between uh, The Cold Land, which is a Punisher holiday special, and uh, Superman Volume 2, number 180, uh, Superman <laughs> versus Dracula by, uh, by John Sloan and Churchill. Huh. Huh. Uh, uh, the most notable story that people would know is it is two spots above uh, Superman, uh, Emperor Joker, and it is uh, a couple spots underneath uh, Wonder Woman Earth One. I don't know either of those, but I'll trust that they're maybe good or bad. Uh, Wonder Woman Earth One is the uh, Grant Morrison Wonder Woman book. Oh, that sounds awesome. And then uh, uh, Superman Emperor Joker is the story where Joker gets the powers of Mr. Missy Flick. Oh, cool. He just becomes so, an emperor, like a god yeah. emperor. Well, no, Joker becomes omnipotent and a reality changer. Oh, interesting. Because he basically has the powers of Batmite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fifth dimensional beings. They are imagination. Yeah. All right. On that note, we ready to wrap this up, or you want to? Yes. I think oh yeah. So. I at least started to like ramble off real hard when we got mm-hmm. interesting bits. Yeah. That sounds like us. Um. So yeah, a quick round of plugs for everybody. Uh, do I'll go? I guess. Uh, yes. Again, you, you can follow me on Twitter, James Scott one nine three. Um, I know we just recorded. I'm not in it too much, but we did just record in the Phantom Zone, the Rage Cast, which is all the stuff from last year that we hated. A lot. So and it's I, about an hour and a half about Star Wars? Pretty much, oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's what mine would be. And then I know we just recorded a really long episode of Crisis, and we didn't even get to cover everything we wanted to cover, so maybe we'll cover that in the future. But yes, please go check that out when it comes out. Uh, Connor, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Question Connor. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Maybe Connor. Uh, and uh, I do this podcast. I... Uh, make video games if you if you want to support me go support the evil overlords at EA and get NHL um, yeah that's pretty simple for me uh, Siler? Uh you can find me at John J-O-H-N underscore F-N underscore Siler S-E-I-L-E-R on Twitter I also have the same handle on uh, Instagram where you can see me talk about uh, my work stuff uh, comics I'm buying. Uh, I uh, just bought a, a bootleg uh, TMNT Hyperstone Heist on vinyl. So I did a post about that on Twitter. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, and don't forget to uh, forget to t- check out the Phantom Zone Facebook group. Um, we're all on there talking and posting about stuff. Um, yeah, at Smallville Chronicles, and I would say uh, I highly recommend checking out the newest episode of Michael Rosenbaum's podcast inside of you that he just did with Stephen Amell. Um, so, and cause halfway through, maybe not even halfway through Stephen Amell leaves because he has a panic attack and then oh, wow. comes back a couple weeks later and they talk about it. And oh. it's a very open and interesting conversation about like exhaustion and overwork and mental health and being I honest. Think, I about think at the time he was also dealing with, leaving the show he yeah so the first part of it is like i think like oh like four or five weeks after he finished filming arrow the final episode mm-hmm. and yeah he and it was like while they were still doing like promotional tour stuff um yeah 
And then he talked a little bit about his new show, which is a wrestling show, which sounds very interesting. I'll watch. Yep. And yeah, that's just about it. So we will catch you guys next time. Adios. I love you. Bye-bye. Remember, because jokels are and jokels do. Jokels do and jokels would. Jokels would and jokels can. Jokels can and jokels do. Good night, everyone. So I guess I'll join the Great Lakes event.